Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 232 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton. And who's traveling through the seasons with me tonight? It's so cold. It's Nate. If only I had a rod of seasons to change it to spring. <laughs> and it's Barry here living in summer weather, so I'm happy there. <laughs> Have fun in the cold. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Uh, and we are here to talk about a game that I've been meaning to play for like, over, what, 20 years now? <laughs> I think this game came out. Don't, don't remind me, but yeah, it's over 20 years. Uh, 2001, so yeah, over 20 years. We're talking about Ze- Legend of Zelda Oracle Seasons, developed by Flagship, published by Nintendo, came out in 2001 for Game Boy Color. Damn. So I've had little to no interest in this game throughout its entire like life until recently. I played it once on emulation. I got decent way through, then I met my wife, and I just fell off it at the time, and because I, I wasn't as dedicated to games, I guess, and I never got back to it. Until this past week when I played it for the show. Oh, what about you, Nate? I had this game as a child and I loved it. I played the heck out of it. In the early days of the internet, I went online and found an Oracle of Ages linked game code and put that in so I could experience the true ending before ever playing Oracle of Ages. (laughs) But I didn't get like uh, any of the cool, like, you know, master sword or any of the cool like extras you can get out of it because you know it's just like here's a linked game from ages but no other codes well you can't (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't work that way either i don't think it's kind of for your next playthrough well it's yeah well uh it's like that one code is randomized at the end of oracle of ages and then you get different codes in seasons that you take back to that one like you can save the game after beating Oracle of Ages with that code, and then you can like inter swap codes and get bonus stuff. Yeah, you both. take you take the code, give it to Ages, and Ages. I think you get a code back, and you put that back in season, so you get the items in both games. Yeah, but if you but like the codes are randomly generated with that one linked code, so you can't just like it's not one code fits all. <laughs> unfortunately, okay, that, that is unfortunate. And Barry, what is your history with this game? Like Ages came out right when I was graduating high school. It was the first thing I ever bought with a credit card. And uh, I actually, I think I finished it before I graduated. Just because after finishing Ages, I'm like, oh, I got to do Seasons next. And and very happily played through it. And I didn't touch it again until it went to 3DS and I was on the virtual console. And I didn't usually buy virtual console games at that point. But it had been so long since I played them. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy them again. And this time I'm going to do Seasons first and then Ages. So at least I've done them both ways. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm i waiting for it to go to NSO. And uh, more people to experience it for sure. Because I've been hoping, you know, crossing fingers for a remake from Grezzo. But that doesn't look to be the case anytime soon. God, a remake of this would be so nice, though. It really would be. I was hoping with the Link's Awakening, you know, a lot of people wanted to see the Oracle games get the same treatment. They deserved it. This this game especially, like, so we did Oracle of Ages not too many episodes ago. You can go look it up in our Podbean and find it. Listen to our conversation there, too, if you want to hear about Oracle of Ages. But, like, I mean, this this game, in my opinion, was way better to me than Oracle of Ages. And I was surprised how much more fun I had playing through this one. I have, I'm nostalgia biased here, but I agree. Like, I just had a blast playing this again. I'm nostalgic ages, and I enjoyed this one. 
<laughs> and see, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate because I feel this is the lesser game and not because I played it second. I just felt it was, you know, knowing that they were going to be doing the Zelda 1 remake and the Zelda 1 remake got it converted into, into seasons. I felt it, that's what I was playing originally. Like, oh, this is this is remnants of the Zelda 1 remake. Oh, yeah, you can and you can feel time. it. And I always felt the ages. I'm, I'm a sucker for time travel in, in games and <laughs> stories. And I always felt ages was clever. The puzzles were clever. The time travel mechanics were clever. And I really enjoyed that. And while I thought the season mechanic was clever too, in a different way, it to me just felt like an easier game. It, almost like a victory lap. Because I conquered ages. And now this was like, ah, this is, this is cake. And when doing it the second time, going first, it just, you know... It was like it just kind of like it flowed. It was like this isn't this is a relaxing, easy playthrough, you know, a ton of fun, but it didn't hold the same weight to me as Ages did. Not saying it's a bad game, great game. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fair. I mean, I can see where you're coming. Ages is a much more complicated game because of this the the elements that it has, where this game is much more simple, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it is. It's it's action oriented. Yeah, and I prefer that i found out <laughs> but yeah i mean that's just what this game is i think it depends on your time too i mean like if you're just looking for a game to close off your brain and you know destroy stuff i'm not saying you have to, you, you have to turn off your brain entirely because there are puzzles in this game but it's less complicated less thought-provoking simpler story simpler mechanics even though there's four seasons versus just the two ages uh it's still like you would think that would overcomplicate it, but I feel like it it's overall rather simple. Yeah, I could see that where, you know, in seasons you're like, Oh, I need to get up this path, but I have to make this season summer so vines can grow. Whereas ages you you need to put a little more thought into how you're traveling the land because you go back in time and that road may not even be there. So, you know, you have to like go around it and then travel back to the present so that you can end up on the other side of a cliff, you know? Yep. I mean, I know when I played this the first time, I found it very complicated that I had to mess with seasons and figure out, like, okay, what season do I have to travel over three or four? Because you have four different options as the game progresses. But, like, when I play, well, one, I cheated. (laughs) I used a guide. But (laughs) when I play, I'm like, it it made sense. Like, even had I not been using a guide, I think it would have been stuff that I could have figured out had I wanted to put the effort in and actually, you know, figure it out, which I did not. But it never felt overly (laughs) complicated. And also, one reason why this game is better, in my opinion, because it didn't have any Goron dancing. So, <laughs> so. it did have Sabrosia dancing. But it was yeah, Sabrosia dancing. Better. It was easier. It was actually fun. I'm like, I picked it up and did it just fine without even having to really save state and cheat. Like that Goron dancing is just god awful. <laughs> but this wasn't god awful. Like this was actually kind of like this was fun. I was like, this ain't bad. Like they got this right. So I, I was surprised in, in that aspect. How much fun I had just doing that. I give the game a lot of a lot of respect for just the way it felt. But I mean, I, I don't if I didn't know it was supposed to be a Zelda one remake like we talked about before, I don't know if I would have picked up on all the things that I picked up this playthrough because I could really feel the inspiration of Zelda all over the place. Yeah. When I played this as a child, like I didn't I've never touched Zelda one. Like my first Zelda game was a link to the past, like watching someone play. And then Ocarina of Time was the one that I played like myself. But uh. So, like, when I played Oracle of Seasons and then, like, eventually uh, went back and played Zelda 1, I was like, whoa, it's that boss from Oracle of Seasons. Like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair, though. That's completely fair. I mean, that's what the game does. I mean, I, I like mean, the way it felt. 
yeah, and those Zelda one bosses aren't bad bosses. Like, no. uh, they're fun bosses to fight. But yeah, well, Zelda's known for reusing bosses or changing them up, you know, but having them be the same. I mean, look, you know, Tears of the Kingdom just came out, and people were going crazy because Gleox are there, and Gleox was a Zelda one boss. You know, Gleox were there right from the very start. So they're they're always doing things. Goma is re- reoccurring, of course. So it's it's nice to see those bosses get some love reimagined on the Game Boy Color. And, you know, being someone who played Zelda 1 ad nauseum because it was just unlike anything else at the time, <laughs> and especially before the internet and trying to figure things out. I mean, there were there were literally hours I spent going to each screen with a blue freaking candle, burning a bush, not not getting a result, leaving the screen, coming back, doing the next bush, and, and repeating because the blue candle was only one burn per screen, and, and just trying to find a secret just to get a secret. I'm like, oh my god, the stairs, and I go down and I break a guy's door and I have to pay him rupees. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was just something magical about exploring Hyrule at that time. So it's what you know, getting a Zelda one remake was like, oh, that's awesome. Like that game really could benefit from more modern uh, you know, development and more modern conveniences. They still never went back and did it, but having that as part of the blueprint of seasons, I don't think is a detriment, but it is somebody who grew up with Zelda One, it's very, very instantly noticeable. And I do, in a way, kind of feel it does take away from the identity of Seasons because Seasons itself, I mean, there's, there's people out there that think Ages and Seasons are like Pokemon, that they're the same game, just one with yeah. red and one blue. And they're completely not. They're different games entirely. But I do feel it does strip just a little bit away of the identity of Seasons because of that history. Whereas if they announced it was just Seasons and they even if they reused the same bosses and the Zelda one bosses, but they didn't have like the first dungeon in the exact same style on an island with the bridge to the right. You know, if they did it a little bit more original, I don't think anyone would have noticed. But I do think that that's one dock to me just because it's it's like merging two games into one as opposed to one brand new identity. That's fair. I mean, I really like the way it played and I like the feeling of it a lot more than I expected when it came to seasons like. I like the fact that like you could there were people in this where you burn like, you you know, from one where you burn the, the bush and you go in their house and then they get mad at you and make you pay them or they give you rupees. I had a ton of rupees in this game. I'm like, this is cool. But it also I felt the same way, like, damn, I wish I would have got a Zelda one remake, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I would prefer an original game over a remake any day of the week, but I wish we got both. <laughs> I wish we got. Yeah. And that that's a fair statement completely. It would have been nice had we gotten, you know, both of these. It would have been nice if we also got the third game, too. The the, the, the third Triforce game that got cut. Yeah, because they just couldn't get it done in time, I guess. It was comp- more complicated with connecting three games versus two games, and, and Nintendo didn't want to wait. I mean, you think about the Game Boy Color. This came out in the Game Boy Color in 2001, like a month before the Game Boy Advance launched. Also, so, yeah, they were not as interested then. You know, they, they wanted to get it out before the, everything shifted to the GBA. That makes sense. You can't. You know, fault them for that, unfortunately. No, and Nintendo's known for releasing big IP on older hardware after newer hardware came out. You know, when the 3DS launched, if you remember how it struggled in the beginning, it was it was doing poorly. Pokemon Black 2, White 2, and Pokemon Conquest came out on the DS, and it's like these should have been moved to your struggling new hardware. Like, gets at least really dual release, get some sales. You know, so Nintendo's known for doing that sometimes. And also Metroid. Uh, Return of Samus coming out the <laughs> same year the Switch came out. 
Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's like it's just business decisions of like, hey, well, everybody has these consoles already, you know, so like let's release a game the, and like increase sales on it. But the difference there is like Metroid Return of Samus was on the 3DS, which was a two screen system versus the Switch, which is a one screen. And it was yeah, built for two screens. This is the Game Boy Color to the Game Boy Advance. It was just one screen. <laughs> I mean, it could have easily. Or, or, or I was talking about with the DS, like Pokemon Black 2, Y2, and Pokemon Combo. The DS to 3DS. Yeah. It's still two screen to two screen. It could easily be transferred over because the 3DS can play those games. It, you know, it just play, it plays DS games. So it's one of those where that's where you're, you're, you see them do that with like Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild two fine examples of dual releases and we saw it a lot with the switch and the 3ds early on captain toad sushi strikers you know both of those were 3ds games and they got a switch release as well so it's not un- unlike them to do it but i think that's uh i think captain toad was a wii u no no it was a wii u game but then when they decided they decided to bring it to 3ds and also bring it to switch and they launched at the same time oh with new content I didn't, I didn't even know the 3ds version had a captain toad yeah, 3DS yeah. I didn't Toad. either. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they released Captain Toad at the same time they did the Switch port. They did a 3DS oh. port at the same time. Yeah. That's cool. So and yeah, I, Sushi Striker did the same thing. I like it when they still honor, like, you know, put it out in more systems so more people can experience. Like, I'm I'm sad that more people haven't experienced Oracle season. I mean, it was announced for Nintendo Switch Online, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's coming. It just, it's too bad it's not out yet. I would have liked to have played this on, on the Switch. I don't know if I would have, but <laughs> I would have liked to have the ability to, because I, I do pay for Nintendo Switch Online, but I played this on the Steam Deck. Having I, uh, having Rewind would have been nice, just because there were some jumps uh, like in the later dungeons where, you know, you get so far into a room and then you just mistime the jump and you fall in a hole and you have to do all the difficult jumps again. <laughs> would have yeah. been nice to just be like, ah, let's just rewind that real quick. So safe, I use save states a lot, but yeah. Especially, I don't want to jump too far ahead, sorry, but when you're making that jump to get Rock's cape, that is so freaking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like I lost a lot of hearts there uh, to where like I eventually was like, I'm just going to make a save at this door. And, you know, like the way if I miss it again, I can just go back. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that 100 percent. Like it did have some challenging parts of this game. The, the combat at times, but it felt a little like, OK, I could I could feel that this game was more the combat heavy one. Yeah. And that's that's when you talk about like rewind. Like those are the kind of some of the modern conveniences that uh, I think a lot of older games benefit from. Um, just because you know games originally did pretty much in the arcades. They were designed to eat your quarters. And you know the NES, SNES, Game Boy era, you know Genesis, Master System, all of them. They were designed to last. You know, you get a game now and people go, oh, it's only five hours. Like, oh, it's not worth worth my money. You know, back then you paid more for a game and if you got five hours worth of content, that was great. But if five hours of content took you 25 hours to beat because you were constantly dying <laughs> because there was they, they had to prolong your your experience uh, to make it worthwhile. And this, I think, falls into that that same era where they did little things to make it a little more challenging. And, and you know, if you died and you had to go back to the start, you know, it, it's almost like artificial padding. To elong, you know, elongate your playtime. Yeah, which I I hate personally. <laughs> yeah, but, but also that, I'm older now. So. <laughs> that's to say, like the the difficulty in this game didn't feel like it was just to artificially pad out, you know, like to make the game longer. Like it it felt appropriate. 
Yeah. You know, where like the, the rocks cape jump, you know, uh, once you get that, then you can just use the rocks cape. You can totally bypass that moving green platform and you feel, you know, rewarded for persevering. God, I love rocks cape. That's my it's, favorite item in the it's game. It's so good. I was surprised how great that item was. I'm like, this is awesome. And that's actually one of the things we really we talked about this in ages too, is the unique items where, you know, certain items got unique upgrades only in one of the games. I think Rock's Feather upgraded the Rock's Cape was exclusive to seasons. And like I wish it was there in ages. But at the same time, Ages was built without it, with just the Rock's Feather, where this game has more jumps that you absolutely need the Rock's Cape for. So it was built around the Rock's Cape too. It wasn't just there for an elongated jump. No, I mean, the, all the tools in this game felt good, too. Like, there's some yeah. unique ones in this game, too, which I was surprised. Like, I wasn't expecting Rock's Cape. The, God, I should look up what the hell the tools are. So I can't remember some of the other ones all of a sudden. The magnetic uh, gloves were fun. I was, I was, was interesting. I did not like the magnetic gloves. You didn't? I like. I mean, conceptually, they're fine, but the noise they make oh. is <laughs> one of the worst noises I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like different. those the enemies that switch between north and south poles and they shoot fire at you i could never get them to come near me with the magnetic glove they were hard like yeah. so i just it would follow them around and then as soon as they switched i would like hit get a few hits in i mean i was just i was just i, I guess because i played so many zelda games i was just happy to have something completely unique and the the gloves are essentially like the hook shot but different i'm like this is just weird there were some annoying puzzles where you had to like hold down the button then let go real quick hold it down again to switch colors so you could lock on to something else like that was a little annoying oh i love those puzzles you're talking about where you spin i did not over gaps yeah and see what's interesting like the hook shot is a staple of zelda ever since link to the past it's just been in most games and both ages and seasons don't have the hook shot but they have an alternative and they they could have just made one alternative but the the team made two with the magnetic gloves and the switch hook and i think that's really interesting that they took a staple of zelda and kind of turned it on its head twice yeah i do prefer the magnetic gloves for movement than the switch hook switch hook just felt a little too slow yeah i didn't like the switch hook as much i i prefer the magnetic gloves in this even though they're different they weren't slow so (laughs) that was nice (laughs) It never bothered me with the speed. I just thought it was really unique. Like, oh, what an interesting concept. Not just find something to hook to, but actually have to find something that you can swap. Yeah. And then, you know, use it as a, to be smart about it, because what you're going to swap is going to break. So you got to make sure you don't break something that you need. Yeah. It was interesting, too. No, it was a cool concept. I don't, I just really like the magnetic gloves, too, in this. I think I liked it more, because the other one felt too much like the previous game, like a different Zelda game, or this felt completely unique to this Zelda game. Because it is. (laughs) because <laughs> it's such what, a different item what's sad is none of these have come back like nothing unique that, that the oracle games brought in has really come back in, in other games and I, I heard like you know nintendo doesn't like to use stuff that other people develop but i i think you know having the magnetic gloves in in 3d zelda would be pretty cool like yeah you know the the rocks cape is kind of if you think about it, like a precursor to the parasail in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, but that would be interesting to see the magnetic gloves and even the switch hook in 3D. I think they would have to they would have to go back to the traditional dungeon design that's not in you know Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom to like implement them. 
But I haven't beaten Tears of the Kingdom, so like, don't spoil anything. <laughs> I don't know. But from what I've heard on the internet, just in the basic stuff, I'm assuming you're not far off. Like, it would have to be a different feature yeah. to have that item work. It was just cool to see. Yeah. I mean, it depends. They could build shrines around it. You know, it's they could make it a core tool like I like magnetic gloves would especially be like a really good tool. But yeah, I was also surprised that the boomerang with like one. The first level one is a is an optional item where the second one is a chest item. I was surprised about that. And I like that. Yeah, the do magic you, boomerang. Sorry, do you automatically get the magic boomerang out of that chest if you never picked up the first boomerang? Oh, because I, I always do. I always do the dance and get the boomerang because it's pretty handy. I'm assuming you did, but I didn't. You're right. I don't know for sure. <laughs> that would super suck. <laughs> I mean, I think you have. No, you have to because you need the boomerang to get the finish. Yeah. The so it would be like, ah, look, you got the dungeon item that you can't use because you're a dumbass and get the other <laughs> item. Like, no, I don't think they would do that. Yeah. I think it's just if you did the side quest earlier, you can now have a boomerang the whole game versus you get the boomerang now. The magic boomerang is also another holdover from the Zelda one remake because that's where it originally appeared. Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. That's cool though. I wish Can I would have. Fit in Zelda one. Yeah, you get a, Yeah. Oh. I need to replay Zelda. I did it for the show not that long ago, but there also is a there is a remake of Zelda on the Super Nintendo, which looks a little different. Yeah, Magic Magic Boomerang has appeared in in Zelda one, A Link to the Past, Oracle Seasons, and Minish Cap, which was also made by Flagship, and uh, that's it for mainline Zelda games. I am looking forward to replaying Minish Cap because that's a fucking good game, by the way. Since I was in high school, yeah, I remember it's, really liking it. It still holds up, by the way. I played on the show maybe two years ago. It still holds up. I still got to say I like the fact that the Pegasus seeds are just a, a disposable item. I, I I like the boots, but I still I think it's a cool way to incorporate you know the whole thing with with the seed satchel. I still I like that in this game. Still, I liked it in the other one in Age. I like it in this one too. I don't use any other seed but Pegasus and the warp seed, but I like the fact that they're there. Well, the fire one in the game makes me. <laughs> yeah, the power bracelet was fine again. Like I don't mind that. I mean, it gets annoying sometimes when you only have you know two buttons to put things on, but it's fine. Uh, it's uh, that's again I think a whole that's from like Link's Awakening, but again, power bracelet was in Zelda One, but I don't think it was an item yet. Equip, I think it automatically worked in Zelda One. Yeah. I prefer that. Like in Link yeah. to the Past, does that? Link to the Past does that too. Yeah, it's fine. I I was gonna say it's. Uh, the Pegasus seeds are a really good way to get around the system only having really two buttons, you know, whereas like the Pegasus boots and Link to the Past was on L, if I remember right. Like you hold down L and you can dash, right? So it's just uh, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, but it's it's oh. just, you know, it's it's a clever way for the developers to be like, hey, we want Link to move fast. We'll just make it a consumable item that he can use. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it makes you also, you know, be more considerate of it since you can run out of it yeah but and Plus for me when got, i run out of something then i don't use it then you combine it with rock's cape and you can just freaking fly that, oh yeah that was great it's so cool the slingshot is back and slingshot's fine but in this game it can shoot three objects at once that was cool i like yeah that. you don't use it for much but i like the fact that it was there i'm like this is something unique yeah i, like I did like it, the diagonal you could shoot diagonally in ages i liked that I thought that had a little more utility than just shooting three at once. And that's that's again where they differentiated with the the seed shooter versus the slingshot, where it's the same similar concept but different between games. Again, they didn't have to do that. They could have just chosen one. It, exactly. They went out of their way to be like, no, these are different games. Please understand this. <laughs> no, I mean, even they... on the box, they were like, play both, like for yeah. the ultimate adventure. You know, like please. 
No, because... you re- I think you really need to. I think the story is like. I, so I got a question: if you if you play seasons first, you still have that cutscene in the opening of this game with twin ro- with uh, Kome and Koke, like doing whatever no. the hell they're doing. Nope. No. Okay. That starts cool. the exact same way where Link rides to the temple, gets teleported by the Triforce, just like in Ages. And I think think when you do a linked game to Ages, the flame that's lit at the beginning is uh, different. I think it's the flame yeah. of despair at the start of Ages, whereas if you do a linked game to Seasons, it's the, I forget what the third flame yeah. is called. But, it, yeah. It's the corresponding flame for Varin or Onyx. Yeah. Okay. Is Zelda in this game no matter what? Or no. Is she only in, oh, no. she's only in this game if you link them? Correct. Yeah. That's cool. I was wondering, because I'm like, that's really cool Zelda's in this game. There's also characters from Ages that will that have come over. Like I think it's a like pirate captain or whatever is over in Seasons now. But they won't appear unless you played and linked with Ages because they leave Labyrinthia to go to Hollandome. And... Uh, sorry, that they still appear in Seasons, but the whole Ambi part of that quest doesn't exist. Like oh, yeah. he still wants you to find his bell and stuff, but Ambi doesn't show up before they leave. There's there's like this unique stuff. Yeah, but there, I think there are a couple characters that are like only only there if you if you link. Yeah, and there's dialogue that's exclusive, and and I think that's that's really what makes it special because it's it's it adds. So like if you played seasons first, now you would get the same overall gameplay, but the the nuances, the the little things won't be there. But then when you link to ages, you'll see stuff you didn't see when you first played ages. Like Zelda will be over in ages now, and other characters will be in ages that weren't there when you played. So that's cool. I like that. Like does the baby quest, does that like, I haven't done the baby quest in a long time. Do you know what I'm talking about with the two people and they're like, name my baby. Yeah. Play with <laughs> my baby. Yep. Does that like carry over like that ends at a finite time in one of the games and then you can continue it in a linked game, right? I think so. I've never. I've never I mean, it. it could continue on mine because <laughs> I, I named the baby. I did a few things last time, but I didn't care enough. But it, she was definitely there, and she was like, and she did ask me to name her baby or something. I was like, that's nice. I could give a shit about your baby. <laughs> well, I, no, not name her baby, but she asked me how the son, like the son was older now, and I didn't care, and I didn't interact with them again. But it did carry over. But I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> the son that was in ages, though. <laughs> I, I remember in ages, it was like you name the baby in the past, and you see them more in as an adult. But he was also an adult in this one, too. Yeah, the same kid and everything. One. Yeah. I just didn't care about the kid, so. <laughs> I mean, there was that. But <laughs> did you did you go back and do any of the link stuff? Like, did you bring the code to your ages game and bring them back to get the special items and seasons? No, I, I wasn't going back. Oh, oh, I did. Man, you I missed did. out. Yeah, it's really cool. I wasn't interested in replaying it like that. You don't. Wait, you so don't have you, to replay it. Yeah, you just load up your old save and go to specific yeah. characters and tell them the secret. So you didn't was, get the master sword then. No, but they wouldn't have carried back over to mine version, would it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Now I wish yeah. I would have done. You, you take the code to, like, they'll say, bring this code to so-and-so over in ages. You go to ages, give them the code. They give you that item in ages, and then they give you another code that you bring back to seasons, and you get the item in seasons as well. Yeah. And you okay. go talk to Furore in the tree. Yeah, those Oracle secrets. Yeah. Okay, that would have been cool then. Okay, I thought I had, like, it's all I use it for my next playthrough. No. Oh, no, no. Okay. So, okay, like, then the, I, you didn't I get the Ground Sword, the Bomb Chews, the Master Sword, the Mirror Shield, 
Damn it. It's that I mirror should have talked to you guys in the group chat before I finished the game. <laughs> that mirror shield really came in handy during the dragon onyx fight. Yeah. Like I just I just hit in the corner and held A. That that that's that's really one of those cool things where they like that whole linked concept, and that's where the third game failed because they wanted to be even more complicated with the with the third game. But they they wanted to do something different than you know Pokemon traded. You know, a lot of the games that did two versions, it was just oh we trade back and forth, and this was like well, we were trading, but we're doing it a different way, and it's not needed, but it adds to the game, and it's all classic Zelda items or recently introduced Zelda items in the case of like Bigger on Sword and, and Bomb Chew. but it's really really cool because it it changes the way you can actually play the game and bigger on sword is funny because it's two buttons like it takes up both both button slots it's so big that's a cool way to do it though because you know you want to make it stand out yeah well it's a two-handed weapon and you know so you can't use a shield or anything else with it i got a kick out of it but no i'm kind of bummed now i didn't realize i could do it i got the noble sword because i did some of the trading side quests but like in this one the training side quest just gets you a a list of what or not a list but like the password essentially how to what path to walk in this maze forest to get the to get the to get the the better sword but i didn't finish the training quest but i got there and the guy just told me what to do and i just did it and then i got the sword i was like well then i just stopped doing the training quest <laughs> unfortunately um no i felt a little bad about it because i wanted to finish the training quest just because and i'm like well now there's no point so i just left it alone because i missed i was doing it as the guy told me to do it, but I must have missed a step or something because the guy just was like, "Okay, now you go get the sword." I'm like, "Were were you using Zelda Dungeon?" Yeah, yeah, I used that guide too, and it just uh, after like Dungeon Five, it really falls off as far as like the secrets and linked game stuff that they tell you. But yeah, the trading sequence—they just failed to mention that that's your reward for getting uh, to get the path of the sword, and they're just like, "Here's the path to the sword." <laughs> Yeah, because I, I would have liked to have done the whole trading sequence. I got the lava soup, so I was close to being done, but I didn't finish. Yeah, you trade that for the phonograph, but I don't remember who you go see. You got to uh, get a fish, I think. Oh, you got to get a fish. Oh. And then the fish is what brings down the cat. Then you get the megaphone for the phonograph. I was close. Oh, also in this game, they have the guy from Ocarina of Time, the windmill guy is in here. And he also has his music oh, yeah. digitalized. It's great. I love that. It's on the one screen. Someone, they went and took that piece and, and converted that piece to, you know, this music, the sound chip. And for one for one little area, you only get to hear it in. But I liked it. I didn't even talk to him. I like this music. <laughs> I walked He's probably by. up there like, I wish someone would talk to me. <laughs> it was cool to have him in here. It, it was a nice scene, like, you know, you know, because a lot of people would have been introduced to Zelda through Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask. So having that, I thought, was very cool. Well, it's like we talked about in ages, seeing, like, the Zora and the Goron uh, in 2D, mm-hmm. and now you get the Windmill Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they convert stuff to 2D sprites because sprites are easier to make in Perler Beats. I don't do it, but I, I love that idea that people do that. So that's a, my weird thing about when I think it's converted to sprites. Like Rec- Final Fantasy Record Keeper did that, where it converted all these things to sprites. And if I was a per- if I made Perler Beats, I wouldn't make a ton of those. There's my rant. <laughs> the only other item that we we haven't mentioned yet that I, I want to talk about next is you get the flutes. The flutes are in this game again because all three of the animals are. But because I picked Dimitri in my previous playthrough, yep. I was pretty much forcing Dimitri over again. Yep. Yeah, which, that's one of the things that carries over. Yeah, which I I was like, eh, okay. I don't. I I was kind of bummed. So I would have rather I wanted to try another animal instead of just Dimitri again. But I do like Dimitri the dinosaur. So well, you get to you get to play with uh, all three of them. Like, yeah, it's very, very stuff. briefly. Yeah, but it's really short. Because you have to get Ricky, because you have to go get his gloves, which that was cool. You had to go fight Blano from Link's Awakening. 
a mini boss mm-hmm. and I don't really fight him like you're he's like punching you, you gotta like you gotta punch him back and knock him out of the arena or something. I thought that was interesting. That was a yeah, cool well, little mini game. Another thing that carries over besides the flutes are the rings. You could transfer rings between the two games. I did not know that. And yeah, there's a blue snake and a red snake. And one of the th- one of the passwords gives you the level three ring box, which allows you to hold up to five rings that you can only get in both games by doing the link code. You can swap more on the fly. Yeah, I only uh I didn't mess with the rings at all this playthrough, but I did get the one that like increases your sword damage by two and equipped that. And with the master sword, that does a lot of damage. So bosses just went down. (laughs) That would have been nice. I'm really bummed. I thought it was really for my next playthrough. I'm like, well, I'm not going to play this again. Had I realized that all I literally had to do was just link the game, go there and then go back. I would have probably done it. Yeah, it's it's always cool to get like special upgrades. It, think about it's almost like amiibo now, you know, like special upgrade, boom. Oh, but, since you mentioned it, I do have now the full Zelda amiibo collection. Oh, nice! Congrats. I just my wife for Father's Day, which hasn't happened yet, ordered me Sheik because I've been meaning to buy Sheik for God years, but I could never find her. And I'm like, I I open them all out of box, so I'm not gonna like I'm and I I go to toy swaps and I go to things and I would dig through amiibo bins and I would look for her and. She never found her, and, and so she just so, and I didn't want to buy it off eBay, so she just surprised me and bought it off eBay. So now I have the wow. full full Zelda set of all the amiibos. They're all open, because nice. so, I'm one of those fiends. But I, I, I opened mine too. Yeah, Congrats. I opened mine. So I, I I decided I've shelved it out here since you mentioned amiibos. <laughs> and now I buy Zelda ones as soon as they announce them. I just pre-order them. I go, nope, we're not we're not even playing that game. Like pre-ordered. The the data mines say that there might be two more Zelda ones on the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> a Ganondorf True. and a Zelda from. Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, I'll, I'll buy them immediately. I'm hey, I'm okay with that because when Breath of the Wild came out, they made a bunch, and I bought them all, and I didn't like them, but I have them all. I like, like the Moblin and the Guardian, the Goblin. Oh, the, the Guardian's, Guardian's awesome. cool. Yeah, he's too big. He didn't fit well on my display. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. So, he's somewhere. I gotta go find him because I'm gonna put him out. I'm gonna make it work because now that I have the full set, I might as well put him out. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Actually, let's say I don't have the Link's Awakening one. Maybe I don't have that one. I don't know. I think I have a full set though. Like Is there a Link's Awakening one? Yeah, yeah. Link Link's Awakening from Switch. Yeah. Oh, I wonder that, if it has that one. It's like the toy Link. Oh, I probably don't have that one. I found out there's a different Ocarina of Time Link that I don't have. There's Bomber. Like, there's just the one of him with the Ocarina. <laughs> yeah, the one I have is the Super Smash Brothers one. I found. That's out. Twilight Princess. Is it? Yep. Yeah, there's the Ocarina of Time was a Best Buy. No, not Best Buy. A uh, GameStop exclusive. Mm. No, that's why Princess. No, never mind. There, there were three exclusives, and that's where I was missing one of them yeah, for a while. But they released it. There's two Twilight Princess ones: the one from the Zelda set and the Smash Brothers Link. Because in Smash Brothers, Link is different in every game. Where you know, the original Smash 64 is Link from Ocarina of Time, and the same with Brawl. But when they, oh, with uh, Melee, when they, Brawl and Four were Twilight Princess Link, and then Ultimate is oh. Breath of the Wild Link. So. The amiibos go to that, just like the Zelda from uh, from the Smash line is the Twilight Princess Zelda, you know, and that that's like if the amiibo scans as the same as Twilight Princess. Oh, that's cool. It's good to know. I have two Twilight Princess Wolf Links because one came with the game, and then I got one as a gift <laughs> when they those are rare. Solo. Oh, good. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> I have I have one. I because I, I bought that that collection too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> side topic. <laughs> Zelda, you know. Yeah, I think I am missing the Link's Awakening Amiibo. I'm going to have to order that now. I thought I had it, but I don't. Unless it got knocked over for my cat. 
Oh, I'm curious. All, my kids took down. They wanted to see all of my amiibo, and I told them no one day. So they just got up on the couch and got them down. So I put them all in a bucket. <laughs> and I don't know where to display them now. Aren't kids wonderful? They're great. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I want to see your toys, Dad. I was like, they're amiibo. They're not toys. Come on. Show us some respect. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already committed that my child will not know that my basement exists until they're at least 65 years old. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> you died. You're like, what's this? <laughs> the whole time he lied to me. It's a whole floor of this house I didn't know existed. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, they bring back a lot of stuff from, well, I mean, Oracle Ages and Seasons share things like you have the keys are all kind of shared. Or, I mean, not shared, but they bring those back where you got to get keys to open up the dungeons, kind of like Link's Awakening did. I think Aegis did it too, right? Aegis did it too, yeah. Okay, because I couldn't remember, and I was like, did I open my mouth wrong? I mean, the rings are back. I didn't mess with the rings this playthrough either. I just didn't care enough, I guess, is the fairest way to say it. Just didn't matter to me this time. I mean, I'd mess with a little bit, but I wasn't as concerned. Like, where Aegis, I cared more. I mean, I think this game had some good bosses, though. Oh, yeah. The rings aren't needed. The rings are just a bonus. It's like, how do you want to augment your game? And a lot of the rings I found, I'd go appraise them and it'd be like throwing distance up. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't either. I, I just didn't mess with them too much. Like I would try. I don't know. I just I didn't get as good. There were good ones and I just didn't want to do what the guys like. Oh, do this. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> well, there are special special ones you can actually get, you know, on per, like without in the appraisal, like you're guaranteed to get. And those ones are pretty good. Oh, I just didn't mess with it enough. But I do want to mention like some something about the boss. Like the first boss you fight is Agumentus, which mm-hmm. is the bo- the dragon from Zelda One. Because again, I mean that's what I also like. Yeah, this is one hundred percent. You could tell it's a remake that we brought up earlier. I really like that fight though. I thought that was really cool to have him in this game. And oh see yeah. Him again. And again, I have no nostalgic for Zelda One, but I did play it a couple years ago for this podcast, and I really had fun with it. So I, I enjoyed him back. I enjoyed having me fighting the Dodongo again, but it kind of felt like you were fighting it in Ocarina of Time, sort of, because you had to throw bombs in his mouth, then pick it up, and then throw it in the lava. I like that. I thought that was cool in the center uh, of the room. It's a lot worse than lava, Mike. It's spikes. Oh, yeah. Well, we <laughs> we really, like, mutilate this Dodongo, blowing up his insides, and then throwing him onto a bed of spikes. <laughs> yeah, we were mean, huh? Yeah. Well, if you if you look at, like, the bosses... Right, Aquamentus was Zelda One, and oh, there's the only appearance was Zelda One prior to this. The Dongo, uh, you know, was Zelda One as well. It was the second boss, you know, the one in in Ocarina is technically King Dodongo. Goma again started Zelda One, more recurring. You Dig Dugger was also Zelda One. The only oh, other appearance, was? only other appearance for Dig Dugger was was Zelda One. Manhandla was in Zelda One. And the only other appearance was Four Swords Adventures. Gliok, like I, I mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, was Zelda 1 prior to this. And Phantom Hourglass and Tears of the Kingdom. But prior to this, it was just Zelda 1. Uh, and then Mothula was from A Link to the Past before this. That was that was a new one. And Medusa Head was original. That's the only original boss. So, oh, and Onyx. Oh, and Onyx, of course, yeah. So outside of Onyx and Medusa Head, um, they're all previous bosses. And outside of Methula, who was from A Link to the Past, they're all Zelda 1 bosses. <laughs> so it's it's six Zelda 1 bosses right That's there. That's cool. I did not realize Manhandla and Dig Dogger were from one. I knew yep. Gleelock was because I remembered him, but I did not remember the other two. I really hated Manhandla, by the way. Yeah, they, they were both Zelda 1 bosses and That's only cool. Zelda 1 bosses. 
Okay. So yeah, you can feel even more of that architecture of them borrow, you know, taking what they were already making and going, well, we'll put in those games that. That's that's really what it was, and that's where you know, like I said, it, to me, knowing that it lost some of its identity. It was cool. It was great to see them, but it was like I would have rather see them in the Zelda One remake, and then either a brand new bosses or change them up because like even goma who's come back in virtually every game at this point in some regards even tears of the kingdom has a goma in it they're always different they're you know they have the same mechanic with the eye but they're always you know different in some regards or they have some new mechanics like you know queen goma and ocarina of time climbs in the, in the ceiling you know the one in tears of the kingdom is very very different wind, wind waker is very very different we just like swing across so Twilight Princess has the scariest Goma. Yeah. Absolutely freaky. I can't remember what it is in Twilight Princess. I've beaten it. It's it's just big and hairy, and then you have to, like, break a statue so, like, its axe will fall down onto Goma. I just think the design in Twilight Princess was uh, too close to a spider for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, hey, this sucks. I gotta look it up because I have no idea what you're, t- like, I have no memory of what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, now I do. All right. Soon as I saw it. Yeah, you're right. That does look like, just like a spider. God, it's been a while since I played Twilight Princess. It's That's a good one. It's going to happen. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. That makes me... Res- I mean, in a weird way, it makes me respect the bosses more, because I didn't realize there were that many that were pulled over. I thought a few more were original. I thought Manhandler was original for sure. But well, the mini bosses were original, I, I think. If, no, uh, well, some of them are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder if it was a combination of crunch to, like finish oracle of seasons and canceling their zelda one remake that just caused them to be like you know what we designed all these bosses for the remake let's just uh instead of making new bosses we'll just use 90 percent of them and we'll use the one medusa fight because that medusa fight is really easy yeah to where that could be like a like entry level dungeon boss or something like that but that's just a game theory <laughs> yeah, a lot of the a lot of the mini bosses are unique. The like facade is from Link's Awakening, and Vires from you know earlier Zelda games, including Link's Awakening. Yeah, you but you know. fought a tiger in this. That reminded yeah. me of a guy was playing Siger. Secret of Mana. That that <laughs> was original. Reminded, it reminded me of Mega Man X. <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I can't find sprite images of those bosses though, unfortunately, because on they don't have it here where I'm looking. Oh. I can show, I can send you a link right now. Okay, so I want to look at them and talk about them a little bit before we wrap up some of the boss fights. But I just, I mean, I enjoyed them. They some were a little hard to me. I got my ass handed to me a couple times. Or I would have <laughs> had I not been you know, cheating. I think the hardest one for me was that tiger. I don't know that why. Tiger was a bitch. He just moved so fast, and I'm like, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Oh yeah, the face. They brought back the face, which was yeah, annoying. Oh, but, okay. I, the post sisters was cool. That yeah, the was post cool. Sisters was cool. Fry Polar, I liked. It's just a Even giant fire that died. you have to like. That was cool. Yeah, I almost died to him a few times. I I can bl- I don't blame you. Yeah, he was, I like he the fact the Pulse Sisters are just little ghosts that the regular <sighs> ghost enemies, but now they have a sword. One has a sword, and one has a lantern. lantern. <laughs> I didn't realize the big eye thing was called Dig Dogger. Yeah, I I didn't either. I was well, you said Dig Dogger, and I was like tra- racking my brain. Oh, I, I didn't yeah, until I started looking it up. Yeah, he's from Zelda One. Also, yeah. And the Moblin King is better. The Great Moblin is in this one too again. So that was cool having him around, where he's mad at you for beating his or beating his ass in the other game. Um, <laughs> I like that. When you beat him in this, you can go to the sunken city and like blow up his house multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I heard about that. Yeah, and then like on 
uh, you do it so many times and then they've the game eventually locks you in there so you die but i think that's what we're, <laughs> like you can just really grieve him in this <laughs> Like not only did we blow, you know, blow up your tower in the other in the other world, we went here and blew up your fort. Now we're blowing up your house with you in it. It's but like, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I just really like that sprite for some reason. It's a good which sprite. one? A Moblin King. Okay, yeah, or the Great Moblin. I just really like him. I mean, you also have I'm going to butcher this name. Agumena from Link to the Past as a mini boss. Or Agumen. Uh, he looks like that guy from Link to the Past. Yeah, is not is not Agumen. No. Okay. He, he, he felt like he, him though. He's similar to Aghanim, but is not. It's almost also similar to like the Wizard of Robes or the Wizard of Robes okay. from Zelda One. But he's a he's a unique enemy. I really like the Wizard of Robes for some weird reason. <laughs> I like the green and red ones, and the blue ones can go to heck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any problem with any of the enemies really in this game where it like pissed me off where I didn't want to fight them. I didn't have that problem. I, I like majority of what was in this game for that. Yeah. My favorite dungeon is Dancing Dragon Dungeon. That music is so good. And I don't think that song is in Oracle of Ages. I could be very wrong, though. I don't remember. The music was good. I mean, I played with music on for the most part in this game. I didn't really uh, pay attention to it, but it was there. Uh, the, I sent the pirate theme to chat yesterday. That pirate theme is, like, that's really good, too. <laughs> so that brings up something I, I want to talk about. Is the underworld a different, like, at first I was thinking the underworld is, like, they're in hell. Because the ghost, the the pirate ship is there. The ghost pirate or the dead pirate, the skeleton pirates. No, it's just the. Uh, it's basically under Hyrule because okay. the Temple of Seasons falls into Subrosia, and all the Subrosians are like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it's kind of like another Zelda game that has you know an underground. I won't spoil anything. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they announced that like in the freaking trailers. I think for the game. No. They didn't announce it at they all. Did not, they oh, did not. Oh, I knew about it way game. before the game came out. Don't. Oh. There was a big leak on Tears of the Maybe Kingdom. that's why I knew about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. I knew about it. I'm like, yeah, that's part of the game. Like, you have three worlds. You have the sky, you have the regular world, they, and you have the underworld. That, that's a leak. And see, that that's why I hate leakers. I think leaks yeah. are terrible. Because, like, like from, I didn't read those leaks, but I don't know if you'll want to edit any of this out, Mike. I'm not going to. Diving into the depths for the first time, I was like, oh my. I, I still get goosebumps like when I yeah. go in there. Like, it's the so sound. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that like horn that blows. Is oh like, my man. God. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and I won't. I'm going to try to make myself play Breath of the Wild next year or the year after, finally. Like, I'm going to force myself so to go back to that game. Tears is so good. I need Tears. to. I'm actually going to play the the Hyrule Warriors one for Breath of the Wild next year for sure. Early next year for sure. I have Age of Calamity, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Don't play that before Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Listen, well, well, uh, I shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, oh. chanted it is an alternate timeline, but you should still not. Like, it is designed to, you'll get way more enjoyment out of it okay, if you play Breath of the Wild first. <laughs> eh, maybe I'll do Breath of the Wild finally. It's kind of like, even even the original Hyrule Warriors, like, you get more enjoyment out of it by because you play other Zelda games, because you know those yeah. characters. Yeah. You know, like if you don't, and then you're like, "Oh, who, who's Marin?" Like I have no idea, but versus playing like Awakening, like, oh my god, that's awesome! Or like Skull Kid with the Moon. Like if you never play Majora's Mask, that doesn't mean anything to you. Good point. Okay, maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll play Breath of the Wild finally next year, just to fucking get over with. We'll see. <laughs> maybe I should play one of the greatest games of all time. I don't know. Maybe I just force myself to. Well, hey, I hated <laughs> it when I played it the one time. Okay, <laughs> and it's long, but I can uh, cheat. Tears of the Kingdom. I'm enjoying more than Breath of the Wild, and I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it is a better game. Okay. You guys are selling me on it. 
Maybe I'll have I, to finally change it. I, I put over 200 hours into Tears of the Kingdom before I finally put it down. It is oh, amazing. man. That scares me, by the way. That it is time. amazing. <laughs> but see, like there's games I played that are like 20 hours and it feels like 100 to me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this takes forever. And then there are games like that where I put over 200 hours in and I feel like I barely touched it. Like, I was like, oh, it was like I played for like 10 minutes. Like, it just flew by. My okay. my wife asked me last week, I think it was, she goes, have you done any of the main story stuff in Tears of the Kingdom? And I was like, I've done one. Yeah. But the problem is, is like I start heading to the second one and then I go, what the hell is this? Yep. And then I go looking and then I go, ooh, a chasm. My, <laughs> and I go my wife and I call it Squirrel the Game because every time you start to go to whatever destination, ooh, Squirrel, ooh, Squirrel, yeah. it's always much. something. I just started the second one of the second uh, or my second uh, story thing yesterday, and I'm at like 70 hours, I think. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's real good. OK, you're selling me on it. <laughs> so on the first one, at least making me finally want to play it. All right. I do like Onyx in this. I think he's a cool villain. I'd like to see him like again him. in somewhere. Again, yeah. I think that falls under the Nintendo doesn't want to use yeah. characters they didn't no, originally no. create. I agree. Which sucks, sucks because he he is just like, I don't know. He's just like, I'm big and strong. And what are you going to do about anything? <laughs> he's a badass. Like the whole way, like the way that this game starts where he takes out, you know, you're in a traveling, you know, you meet up with Din and he, he pretty much just shows up and takes Din away. And yeah. I mean, you don't see those people ever again. I don't think do you. Uh, they're around. Okay. He yeah. just killed him, and then he just warps him away. But it was just, he just, he's like badass. He just shocks the shit out of him with his thunder. <laughs> NBD. And then he turned into a fucking dragon, too. Yep. Yeah. That was a hard... Had I not been cheating, that would have been a really hard fight. Uh, I don't know I, if I would have been able to do it. Yeah, that fight takes some takes some skill. <laughs> so, because I, I mean, again, I was cheating, but I was like, damn, this is, this is a good fight, though. It's really cool. I, I'm trying to think, like, one of the very few chances of, of them actually using a character they didn't create was in Four Swords Adventures. They used Vadi, who was created by Flagship. So yeah. there's always a chance we, we might see Onyx I return. I hope they do. I mean, it would just be nice. Oh, but I want to go back to, like, a little bit of the underworld. Like, I like how you find random portals here or there that take you to the underworld, where you, you, don't, do a, I mean, you don't do a whole lot there, but there's always something new to do each time that you, ha- you, you kind of end up there. Yeah. Go on a date with Rosa. <laughs> I like that. Word. It's totally a date, and we're not just using her for her key to unlock stuff. She's the only one with a key. <laughs> <laughs> we're really totally interested in Rosa. <laughs> no, it was, Personality. It was, there was some cool stuff down there. We had to get the ores. Now there's a different money. Like you have rupees above, but here you use you have rocks. You have to find like oh, that was. Yeah. Cool. There were a lot of cool things that I that I enjoyed in the way that this game did it. Well, they did that as a sense of like Oracle of Ages had the whole map twice for the two different times. And this has, well, the seasons, it didn't change as much. It was just more traversal. So they did Sabrosia as the alternate, which is why it's a little smaller map. But I like that. I like that it gave you that light world, dark world that started really in A Link to the Past. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I really like changing the seasons. Like I, I liked that it wasn't that complicated either. I mean, it, you know, it, you're right. Mainly, it was traversal, but it was really cool, and I really oh, liked yeah, it was it. a great idea. And again, I'm surprised I haven't done something like that. But again, Nintendo doesn't like to reuse ideas. Period. <laughs> they like to always yeah. do different things. And if they do reuse a, a map like Link Between Worlds and Tears of the Kingdom, they always add new stuff. You know, Link Between Worlds had low rule and had the whole painting mechanic, and Tears of the Kingdom has below ground and above ground. You know, to change things up. So they, they're they're, they're always. 
they're, they're always about doing that. And this game is very unique. Like, to go back, like, real quick on, the, on that boss with Onyx, like, the first fight is a top-down normal Zelda thing, and then the second fight, when he turns into a dragon, is a freaking side-scroller fight, essentially. We have to use Rock's cape and jump around and dodge projectiles, and it's hell, but it's badass. They did that in Link's Awakening, too, with, like, uh, Evil Eagle, the seventh. Oh, yeah. Boss was a but side not, like, in the boss fight. Like, I was surprised when it just changed inside the boss fight. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. It was good. It was so fucking tough. I think even with save states, I barely beat him like with one heart left. I was not amused. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Hey, this is tough. And then you get to go to the final fight since you did a linked game. Your game uh-huh. didn't end there. <laughs> no. And that was really cool, too. Because I think you fight you fight Kome Kote. Then you fight Twin Rova. Then you fucking fight Ganon. Yep. That was badass. I hated the uh, Kum and Kotake fight in this. Like, I don't know. Not being able to lock on sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So just trying to, like, swing in my sword randomly, just like, I hope this one hits one. (laughs) It felt like it kind of homed in on them, though. I uh, did not because there oh. was a, there was a couple times where I'm like that should have hit <laughs> and it just I didn't like, miss a whole whizzes lot. by. Oh well, pro gamer. <laughs> nah, nah, you're a pro really gamer. You beat Dead Space good. <laughs> so yeah, I won't. Nay, you have that title compared to me. I cheated. That's all. I use safe stays, but I, I just didn't think I had that hard of a time, or it could have been that I loaded every time I missed. And yeah, I just <laughs> I just did not. I did not like. I actually died fighting like when I got to Ganon because I only had one heart left. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, and I went to go. I went to go hit him, and he did a horizontal swipe, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. He was but, a really cool boss fight, though. Yeah, I really like the fight with Ganon. I love Twin Rova, and I always have since Ocarina of Time. Big Twin Rova fan here, and uh, fuck me if I forgot to use Mystery Seeds on them for <laughs> like. Because <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, I'm doing it," but then the battle just kept going on and on, and I was like, "Why aren't you dying?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have known to do that. It wasn't for the fact that I was using a guide. Yeah, I, had to, I googled. Yeah, the Google. You're like, why are you not dying? Yeah, I was like, when when does this next fight start? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Ga- I love seeing Ganon as a pig though. Again, like I just really love that pig Ganon is awesome. It's a good well, design. Yeah, that that's the because uh, that whole timeline he's stuck as pig Ganon. We haven't talked about this yet, but this game is well. Per the original publication of history, Hy- Hyrule Historia. Hy- Historia, this takes place after Link's Awakening, before Link's no. Awakening. No, after, after Link's, Link's in the Past, before Link's Awakening. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where he's then the pig form, which does that, that one is, which one is that after Ocarina? That if he loses? If he, yeah, get pig again and beats Link. Okay. It's a defeated yeah. timeline. So he, he still has the Triforce of Power and he is just, you know, stuck in rampaging pig form. Which is why in this, I mean, he's sealed away that way, which is why in this, you know, he's, you know, when you beat him in, in A Link to the Past and you seal him as Pig Ganon, he, he's not fully resurrected. Like, it's not a perfect resurrection because Twin Rova did not get the flames she needed, so she uses herself. And that's why he's more like just a rampaging monster and gives Link nightmares, which is why he appears in Link's Awakening as Pig Ganon is a nightmare. Oh, good point. I would give me nightmares, too. So I won't argue with that one. Yeah, he's he's oh, he never goes back to Ganondorf since, which is always interesting because you know a lot of people like like with Tears of the Kingdom, just you know when it was announced that Ganondorf is back, so many people lost their shit, and and even <laughs> I was like, oh, it's really cool to see Ganondorf back. But I remember when when Ganondorf was introduced, I thought it was the stupidest idea. I'm like, what the f- where the hell did this come from? He's always been Ganon. He was Ganon in four games, you know. Not just... Oh, sorry. Go, on. go ahead. 
I was gonna say not just Ganondorf is back in Tears of the Kingdom, but like hot Ganondorf is back. <laughs> like Ganondorf, I, I, where you're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind this guy winning. Yeah, it seems like a nice guy. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people said that to me. That I never looked at him that way. But, but you know, when Ganondorf was first introduced in Ocarina of Time, I was like, who, who is this? This is silly. And then at the end, like it all made sense when he turned into Ganon. I was like, yes, you know, like that as he should. He's supposed to be. And, and subsequently. You know, these, you know, Majora's Mask, Ganon obviously wasn't there. And this was the next appearance of Ganon. I was like, oh, cool. He's back to pig form. And then we, you know, we did Four Swords. He wasn't in there. And we got Wind Waker. And Wind Waker was Ganondorf again. I was like, oh, okay. But he was a really cool Ganondorf. And he never turned to Ganon. It was the puppet Ganon, but he never turned to Ganon. I was like, where are they going with this? And of course, Four Swords Adventures, he was back to pig Ganon. And we got Twilight Princess. And and Minish Minish Cappy wasn't in either, but Twilight Princess, he was back to Ganondorf. And obviously it was the, the different timelines, but you know, that wasn't really established at this time. Like we didn't know about the split timeline. It wasn't it wasn't common knowledge. So I was like, oh, we're back to Gan like make up your mind. Like what are we doing? <laughs> so it's interesting if you look at all the the timelines where Link wins, he reverts back to Ganondorf because he's sealed away as Ganondorf. And you look at all the defeated timeline, which is most of the original games and the early games. He's always picked Ganon, so it's it's really cool to see them stay with that. And of course, like we like we have a cartoon back in the eighties, you know, and the, you know he's picked Ganon there too, and he talked, and he was an idiot, but uh, <laughs> that, that's how we knew him. You know, he was he was a Bowser, you know, he was Link's Bowser. Okay, so I, that's I fair. See him this way. I, I like seeing him back too. I just I thought that fight was really good. Like I was impressed how good that fight was. Because I came into it with no expectations. I'm like, this is actually really damn good. Yeah, it was ambitious, too. Like, really ambitious to see them do it. Especially with, like, Twin Rova. Again, talking about taking 3D characters and bringing them to 2D sprites. Because they originated in Ocarina of Time and, you know, made appearance, not as Twin Rova, but separately in, in Majora's Mask. That was the first and only time in 2D. And then Twin Rova has never appeared again. Yeah. They, they don't get reincarnated. That's <laughs> fine. They don't need to. <laughs> they're dead well they're okay. always like they're always kind of like the main people trying to bring back ganondorf or ganon like in ocarina of time isn't that their goal there too he was alive well, that's ganondorf, true. <laughs> ganondorf was alive and, and winning he was ruling i don't remember what they were doing in that one they were mainly kidnapped oh you know what they kidnapped naburu and put her in yes. a, a suit of armor an iron <laughs> iron nut an iron knuckle said <laughs> go for it <laughs> yeah yeah. But they, they, I mean, technically, they're a, if they survived Ocarina of Time to appear in the defeated <laughs> timeline, technically they would appear in the other two timelines as well. Uh, we just haven't seen them. Yeah. They're there. They're behind the scenes. We know. <laughs> what I also want to talk about with like, the dungeons, I felt the dungeons were pretty good in this game. I enjoyed them for the most part. And there was no mermaid swimming, swimming in this game. So A plus right there. Yeah. No mermaid swimming. <laughs> and they did get a little complicated near the end, but there was no time. There was no time travel or season travel where you had to like you know go and alter things outside the dungeon. Like you like once, even though it was cool in Oracle Ages, I'm happy it wasn't here. Any type of that, but I don't know. I really had. A, I got a. I I liked the dungeons. I mean, I did use you know cheats how to or use a guide to figure out what to do, but I did like them. Like I didn't have a problem with them. See, I think my some of my favorite dungeons are ones where you actually have things out. So you have to think outside the box, or you have unique things like talking about twin rova a spirit temple in ogre of time where you had two versions of that temple you had to do it in the past and then you had to do it a different version in the future things like oracle of ages with the, the temple where you had to you know do it in different timelines 
like I like things like that because it's not just A to B or figuring out how to get it. It's unique. It's something different. And I I like that. I don't don't need every dungeon to be like that. I think it would overstay its welcome and and get annoying. But when you have one, maybe two, I think it it changes the formula enough to keep you on your head. Or sorry, keep you on on your toes. (laughs) You keep you on your head, too. It turns you on your head. But it's, it's just one of those things where there's... You don't you don't want every dungeon to feel the same. You don't want every dungeon to you know, Link's Awakening had the Eagle Tower where you had to knock the four columns to lower oh the tower. You know, that was unique. That was something different that you didn't normally have to do. Kid and I like hated that. that. <laughs> it was annoying, but it but it was ingenious at the same time. It was. And, I, I don't know. I just I felt like the dungeons were all pretty good in this game, like the first couple were simple enough where I was able to figure out without much effort, and then it got, as any as it should, more complicated. But it never felt... I mean, I did use a guide mainly just for... Especially, I, I went most of the part. It wasn't until the end that I started using a guide just because I'm like, I want to beat this game, like, today, so I need to cheat. Because <laughs> there was also one where I missed one key, and I'm like, where the fuck did I miss this key? And it was one thing I didn't do in the, in the beginning of the, of the dungeon. <laughs> so. That's the worst. It's like the first thing you're supposed to do when you miss it. Mm-hmm. It's like, where am I going? I, I, enjoy, I really liked them. The dungeons also have that fun classic Zelda quality of the name reflects on the map on some of these. Oh, I did not catch that. Yeah, like uh, Unicorn's Cave kind of looks like a unicorn if you squint hard enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sword and Shield. Oh, is that the one that has like the two different, like the red and blue type? Yeah, I like the Sword and Shield maze. As a kid, Love I hated that. it because like <laughs> I could never figure out that damn ice cube puzzle. You know, where you have to like push the ice onto the tile. Oh, no, I get it. I had a hard time with it, too. And I'm like, so I looked yeah, it up. Yeah. And then uh, it also has that fun mechanic of taking the ice and throwing it into the lava and just like freezing the lava. Like, I don't know why. My lizard brain loves that. So I don't know if my brain would have put that together if it wouldn't have told me if I wouldn't have looked at the guides to do this. I don't know. Oh, if I really? <laughs> I think there's an owl nearby, too, that if you like do oh. a mystery seat on it, it, you know, in his riddle ways, you know, says cool the floor below yeah because i just don't know if i, I mean my, i wouldn't have i've been like what the fuck yeah but again it's the age of the internet so you know i just look it up <laughs> that's how i get my enjoyment out of games though so it works my enjoyment is experiencing the games not struggling not hitting my head against the wall to figure out what to do right where's this last key i need yeah yeah no <laughs> too old for that <laughs> too busy <laughs> too many podcasts oh for sure yeah <laughs> I I do want to replay the Link's Awakening remake. I only played through that once. I didn't play uh, that yet. This this made so me good. want to go back and replay it. Now I just got to find that damn amiibo. I'm pretty sure I bought it. <laughs> it's not on my set. Yeah, yeah like, think of today. Like when I played that, like Link's Awakening is my favorite for sure. But like I just wanted to see Oracle Seasons and Ages redone this Same. way, and maybe even yeah. have the third game, like even better. They say we're we're doing the third game and we're gonna you know we're gonna make it a true three game thing in this new style like we're we're gonna pick up where Capcom failed and given the time and the the better technology I mean the Game Boy Color you know was great for its time but the technology has far eclipsed it and with modern technology you know with Switch Two even oh, it would be phenomenal to see them go back and explore that concept and do it again. Do you think that they would uh, um, make it 
three separate purchases, or do you think that like well, of course. Like, theoretically, yeah, of if course. they did Oracle of Ages and Seasons, do you think they would just combine it into one cartridge? No. Sixty no. bucks. No, because Nintendo could very easily, and I, I've given them crap for this, very easily make games worth a little bit more in terms of value. Like they did Tropical Freeze on the the Switch, phenomenal game, absolutely worth the price. But they yeah. could have easily made Donkey Kong Country Returns be a part of it and made it a two pack. They did Pikmin Three Deluxe, which was phenomenal. But they could have easily added Pikmin One and Two onto that as well like even just the, the wii versions whatever like they don't have to upscale it and just had it included to be a pikmin trilogy before pikmin 4 oh yeah um, just port it just port it just like a port quick and dirty port put it on there metroid prime remasters now if they're remastering two and three that's fine then absolutely keep them separate but if they're not they could have done where did the first one and here's two and three the wii versions you know as a bonus they could easily do that and they don't and that bothers me when they don't so to answer your question, I I think we have a better chance of seeing you know Hell Freeze over than to see <laughs> Nintendo put them separate, uh, put them together. You're going to see them separate for sure. Yeah, if we even especially see after I throw yeah. those ice cubes into Hell. Yeah, yeah, no, I just <laughs> Nintendo's not not that friendly when it comes to stuff. They don't need well again. They don't need to be. So well, they no, not to. they do. An okay, I'm Super Mario 3D All Stars, for example was great it was three games in one when when they did new super mario u deluxe i thought that should have been new super mario all-stars and should have had one two and we in addition to you and luigi U, and done it as a five pack as an honor to mario all-stars i think that would have been phenomenal yeah but yeah. they didn't they... but it seemed it seemed like with them re-releasing wii u games that was because the wii u had a lower install base yep so Much that's lower. Yeah, that's just why I think that on those Wii U games, they're just like, we're just going to port the ones people probably didn't play, you know, versus well, taking they, the time and resources to make like a whole collection across yeah, but it's various just, systems. It's just putting it there, though. I mean, even if they didn't do the 3D version or the 3DS version of Donkey Kong Country Returns and they just did the Wii version, they could have just ported it there and just simply did yeah. a change to the controls. You know, But then who would they sue? <laughs> they don't have anyone to file lawsuits. There's with. plenty of people that they'll sue. <laughs> you know, and that's they're very protective, and they should be. They absolutely should be. Look, oh, absolutely. You know, there's they're, there's they're... some lawsuits where I'm just like, yeah, that's well, if you're you know, dumbass person is, deserve to be in a lawsuit. You is know, making like, money off ROMs, you gotta come in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you gotta like. I mean, there are sites that are up there still that you know they have ROM, they have advertising, but they're not. I don't think they're making. I think they're making enough to keep them afloat maybe they're making some profit but not like i mean the last guy got sued with what charging people to play roms i think or I, something. Thought, I thought the most recent one was because he created a basically something to hack the switch and like crack open the switch and stuff and do stuff like install whatever you wanted on it and, and i thought and, that's why nintendo went after it oh and and he deserves it for that regard yeah yeah don't do that with current hardware if you're gonna do it don't advertise it yeah absolutely was he selling like, it yeah, he was selling it. Oh, that's when he really crossed the board. Like, you can, I mean, people do shit like that all the time. They don't sell it. Yeah, but I mean, I always see people like, I mean, in Overblood, too, they're like, wow, Nintendo's like, you know, just being old school. And I'm like, no, that guy is doing like illegal stuff. <laughs> no, that guy had it coming. The, yeah. the 3DS thing irritated me, but that's yeah. either That's the difference. Nintendo is, is going to protect their IPs and they're going to make examples. And they're known to not be trifed with. So, at the, like, you know, the first guy that got sued by Nintendo, it's like, you, you shouldn't have done that, but it sucks for you. Now, at this point, if you 
with Nintendo, you're honestly asking for it. Like you, yeah. like if you get that lawyer email or, or letter in the mail saying, you know, stop this or we're going to sue you. When you go act surprised, then you're an idiot. I'm sorry. You just well, don't. You need to, I don't know why people don't just stop. If you get a letter or anything, I'm, you know, be done with whatever you're doing instantly. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, why would you fuck around after you get like, yeah. I, mean, I, like I, people, I used to sail the seven seas. I never got a letter. My buddy got a letter one saying, yeah, stop doing this. And I would have been like, I, I, I was like, the moment I ever get this letter, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people um, don't realize what it takes to even create these things and, and the harm they do. You know, it's like, you know, people used to laugh when you would get a, a DVD and it would say, like, you know, you know, copying movies and, and illegal, oh, yeah, yeah, is, warning, you know, yeah. it, you warning you download a car like you wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That is stealing. That is thievery and stuff like that. And, and they're right, because there's a lot of people that that get money. It's not just one person making money off a DVD sale. It's not one person making money off yeah. of a, a game sale. There's You watch the credits of any video game, especially lately. They just go on. Like I just beat Street Fighter Six, and the credits were like eight, ten minutes long. Yeah, I'm like, holy. Sh-. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's a lot of people. I mean, that's why I'm I'm very big. Like anything I emulate has to be old, and usually has to be like I have a rule of thumb. If I can buy the game on Steam or somewhere else, I will buy the game. I'll probably still emulate it just because I want save state, but I will make sure I can. I will buy the game so I support a developer. Yeah, even if exactly. I'm going to do my, even if I'm just going to do my own thing, at least I support it. So I'm like, I own it. I don't care. And the nice thing, you know, is going, bringing this all back to the Oracle games, at least with them going to NSO, while you won't technically own it, it's more renting, at least the Game Boy is part of the base pack. It's a $20 pack a year. Yeah. And, and honestly, $20 just to play the well game is well worth it. Well I, mean, worth. I don't even use Switch Online anymore, but we signed up for it back in 2020 with Animal Crossing. I just leave it because I'm like, you know what? I play enough of these games emulated or other ways so i i feel like you know what you can have my money so at least i feel like i'm paying you so i don't i feel less guilty when i play it other ways you also should check it out there's some great games there. oh no i do every so often like i play donkey Kong country 2 that way and, and 3 for the show both with that i would have maybe done this had it been on there but it's not they so. they just did tilt and tumble they put on there that actually uses that. the motion controls of the switch like the Game Boy, which is how the game controlled. Like that's awesome. You can't get that on the computer. No, game, I'm I'm 100. I was like that made me happy. That made me happy to see. Like no, I'm, I love that stuff like that. That's why I support it because it's the right thing to do. If, I'm happy they're doing it. If we ever want to know if they're remaking something, just have a fan create a fan game like <laughs> another Metroid <laughs> Two remaster. And see, even that made sense. They took that down because they that was oh the yeah property, yeah, they and they had down. Samus mm-hmm. Returns yeah. ready to go. Yeah, it's not on my computer. Nope, doesn't exist. <laughs> but I don't. I, but I honestly don't think they would have cared if they hadn't, you know, had remade. Sense. Yeah, if they had, if they hadn't remade that game and like, had it I in think, the can. Yeah, I think they would have just been like, whatever, you know. And and you think about it, like what they go about Mercury Steam in that case, right? Mercury Steam spent all this time and money <laughs> developing that game, working yeah. on it. Just to be like, oh yeah, well this one's better. This one, you know, yeah, no, I get that. Like I, which, which is exactly what happened when that came out. Yeah, like I, when the when the 3DS game came out, everyone was like, oh, it it ruins the spirit of Metroid Two. And I love, good game. I love, I love Samus Returns. But that yeah, I'm like, okay with. When they did great. that, I'm like, this makes sense. You you in those cases, like it made sense. 
now when Square shut down like a Chrono Trigger remake or people trying to do something with Chrono Trigger, I'm like, you're not doing the damn franchise anyway, so fuck you. But yeah, <laughs> Square's a, that's a whole new can of worms. Yeah. Square. I know. I don't want to go there. I just like that. But I, no, I, this was a time where I like I understood what they were doing. Like I understood why they had to like you know even though the whole game exists and was pretty much done when the time he got the letter anyway, so it didn't matter. But I get it. You know, Nintendo very easily. You know, if if I was in charge, I would look at like the person who did AM2R. And I would reach out to them and say, do you want a job? Like, <laughs> bring you in-house, let's polish up your game, and let's release it officially. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, with, with Mother 3, right? So many people were like, you can use our translations, just bring it out, bring it out, bring it out, and they won't do it. And they refuse. Where you look at a company like NIS, who, you know, people wanted the Trails of Azor and Trails uh, from Zero to come out in America and this, you know, it's a lot of money to translate a JRBG and they worked with mm -hmm. fan translations. They worked with an organization that, that did the translations already for, for ROMs and they officially hired them to use their translations in the official Western release. Really and it cool. saved them time because they didn't have to do it. And, and they were able to get these games in all Western audiences now got an official release and these fans who did the translation now their translation is the official western release which is awesome i mean yeah. that's a that's an awesome you know achievement i wish more companies did that like look we don't want to spend the time and money and resources to translate this game oh you've already done it like we could pay you for it like a, a small fee or whatever to use it and just make it official like yeah spend pay somebody to overlook it and just read through it and make sure it's fine but like let's do it like let's get some of these games so i don't know sometimes i wonder what <laughs> what the higher-ups are really thinking at companies like nintendo not very much in general. well we they have the gba as part of the expansion pass on yes Switch. yes yeah and they release japanese games like they released kurukurin but they released the european version of that which was already in english that's uh, the european uh, release did mother 3 not come out in europe nope mother 3 was japan oh. only well, We're you never know. Three. <laughs> I, I have no, like, I don't even look care about Earthbound that much, so it doesn't bother me at all. If if a game, there's a lot of games like that that got a European and a Japanese release, but no American. They'll uh, use the European release, and there are some games that only got Japanese release, and they'll still release it, like Mario Picross on Super Nintendo. They released the Super Famicom version because it's Picross. You could still understand it, but it's all in Japanese, so you got to fumble through the menu. Um, they're not going to translate those; they just put them out there. But but I, 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 th I thought Mother Three had come out. Uh, nope. In Europe and Japan there only. Was also a fan translation. Nope. Yeah, there's a good fan translation, but I haven't. I tried it one. I, I mean, you think it. about it. They kind of did that with Xenoblade when they when Operation Rainfall happened, and then decided, fine, we'll give you Xenoblade One. They it was released already in Europe, so they just used the European audio in the maybe American that's, release, and that's, that's why what I'm confusing. That's it where all Xenoblade now is is it's all european voice actors in xenoblade because that's how we as americans first heard it and they just keep in that tradition but they did that to be cheap like all right we'll do it but europe nintendo of europe already has paid for this so we're just gonna take it from them we're not gonna redub it it's cheaper yeah. and that's fine because at least it's in english yeah so I don't even care the voices are in English so much as the text is, so I can play the game. Well, like the Trails from Azor, example, for example, it's all Japanese audio. They didn't they didn't dub it in English. They just said we're just going to use the text translation. But at least we got it. Yeah, at least um, you can you can still you can still play it exactly. and enjoy it. So you don't so you can't understand what they're saying. That's fine. 
Exactly. And like, like Kurokur, and if you look at the NSO, if you look at the box, you'll see it's a European box as opposed to like a Japanese, because the Japanese GBA box are, are smaller. So they it would appear different. It, the European is the same square size as American. And that's why there's like no ESRB on it, because it's the European version. That's cool. I learned something new. <laughs> All right. Last thing I want to say about uh, this game that we haven't uh, we touched on a little bit, but I want to do our last topic is like, will this being the link game? Like we talked about how you get again and everything, but I, I, I think it is cool. I would never take advantage of this, you know, as a 35 year old, maybe as a kid that you can play the game like you could essentially take your save and go back to the other game. And like there's other things that are different now. And I guess to complete it, you have to play seasons twice and and ages twice to complete to get the completion if you're a crazy person. Um, real <laughs> so. quick too, an Oracle of Seasons. In a linked game where you first get the uh, sword in a yeah. standard playthrough is like a it's a whole new like dungeon basically. Yeah, I didn't do uh, it though, but yeah, I did half of it so I could get the master sword, and then I didn't do any of the rest. I meant to check oh. it out last night, but instead I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. You also have kids, so sleep is you got to get sleep when you can. <laughs> <laughs> I had one kid. That that was enough, and I learned hey, sleep is not not a thing. <laughs> You're really selling it, guys. Right. Well, my son was also You're autistic great. and had a lot of other issues that made it so he didn't like sleep for a long time or still doesn't. But and he's 15. So yeah, that's a different thing. They're fantastic. Like my when I played Metroid Prime Remastered earlier this year, I wanted to do the final boss on the TV. And my oldest was like, what is this? This is cool. What is this? You know, <laughs> and like she asked from time to time, she goes, I just want to play Metroid Prime. And I'm like, yeah, she, no, she's a little too young for it. But, you know, I'm like. That warms well, my little heart. Well, that's when you say, let's go to NSO and play the original or Super Metroid and stuff first and let them play that. Well, she has a <laughs> she has a hard time grasping uh, movement because she wanted to play Super Mario 64. And I like I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I let her and she got kind of frustrated really quickly with the movement. So no, kids are great, Barry. It's great. Don't. It depends. Even though I was 21. When my, I know I was uh, 20 when my son was born. Don't do that. <laughs> so, I, I can't. I'm way past that. I know. I'm double that, so I can't. <laughs> so, I mean, you'll be fine. I mean, it, it's different when you're 20 and you have no money and live in someone's basement. There's a difference compared to yeah. being, you know, you know, financially stable, having a house, having place, not yep. being like, well, we got to pay. We got to buy more formula. I can't afford this. I don't have. I work at Arby's and make six bucks an hour. Like, it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I had a very rough time, but I was young. Well, I've got better. So, but yeah, no, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll, it's an amazing experience. Now I just have animals instead because I don't want to, because I don't want another kid. <laughs> I have one. That's amazing. I only wanted to do it once. Yeah. Well, also, my wife didn't want to have kids. So I was like, okay. And we met when I was, when, she was 33 and I was 28 when we met. So I was like, okay, that works. When my wife and I got together, we both decided that four kids was a good amount of kids. And after we had our second, we said two kids is a good amount of kids. <laughs> I always said I wanted four this way. You didn't have any like the the younger or older or the middle child things. And my wife said, we'll do two and then change to two. All right, I'll do the first one. You do the second one. So we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> no, it, it's a wonderful experience. It's the best. It'll be the best experience of your life. You'll see what I mean. Probably. It, it It's amazing. <laughs> That's what I keep <laughs> hearing. <laughs> it is. It just is. like, it just is. like how Oracle of seasons is amazing. <laughs> yes. It is. I mean, this is honestly, one of my, I really enjoyed the Zelda game. This is probably one of my favorite Game Boy Color games. Now, easy. Like, Ages is not, by the way. This is. 
This is a great <laughs> fucking game. All right, any last thing to say before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I have a few. Okay. Play the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm try to go through these quick because I, I got a, I, well, I asked in a few different groups and I was like, oh, people won't respond. People responded. So I'm going to read, I'm not going to read everything, but I'm read what I can. My cat is upset, by the way. From I watched the entire Overload Super replay. First one from Lila Novera. It's good, but it ain't better than ages. There you go. See, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I heard Overblood's working on banning them. <laughs> Just kidding. From Cap Monette, Capcom needs to make Zelda games again. Uh, from Matthew Kokarik, Ages Plus Season, the best handheld Zelda, hands down. Okay. From Michael Davis, my actual favorite Zelda. From Jonathan Stephson, my first Zelda game, my seventh birthday. My mom and dad got me the blue Game Boy Color, that Bendy Light and Oracle Ages, and I love that game. Didn't finish it because I was seven, but I love it. See, Oracle oh of Ages, God. another one. The Bendy Light. Bendy Lights. Ugh. Forgot about those, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. And from Curtis Willer Jr., can't wait till the Oracle series comes to Nintendo Switch Online. It was in their direct trailer when they announced the GBA, Game Boy Color and GBA, or no, Game Boy, GBA. Never got a shot to really play the whole games. Which, speaking of, Nintendo normally does a direct in June. Do you think that they're gonna like shadow drop these onto Nintendo Switch Online? They will. They will during that direct. They they stated that they weren't gonna be at E3 because they had nothing to show. All we know is Pikmin Four, and then at the beginning of June, they magically dropped everybody one two Switch in the you know with no fanfare, and then a new Pikmin Four trailer. Both of those things would be in a June direct. Why would they do them before a June direct? That wouldn't make sense. So I don't think we're getting a June direct, and so. and they just did NSO games drop. Yeah, they, so. which that surprised me that the Oracle games weren't included in there. No, but we got two really good games on the oh, game. Abs- <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'm not arguing with that, but I was just kind of surprised that they went with games that they didn't show off during that initial direct. You know, versus the two that I think I think it's too close to Tears of the Kingdom. I think they want to wait till later in the year. Like, oh, now that Tears of the Kingdom's down, you want that Zelda fix here? Now you can do this. I just don't think it would take away from Tears of the Kingdom, though. <laughs> like, but then again, I did put down Tears of the Kingdom to play through Oracle of Seasons in two but days. So. That's also because some guy on the internet told you to. So it's <laughs> yeah. a little different. I don't think you would have otherwise. But hey, you know what? They got your money, so that's all that matters. But yes, I think there's that thing like the meme. You know, we got that. At, we got Zelda at home. You know, type of thing. So I, I can get it, but who knows? I would just say, fuck it, just release it. Like. <laughs> It's coming later this year. I would be shocked if it didn't come out this year. And then from Alan Riboli, these games blew my mind and how they were connected to was something special. That alone puts these games high in my high on the list in my book. From Olander May, I really enjoyed it when I played it a long time ago. I never really super kept up with the Zelda series, but I definitely played this one to completion and it still holds a special place in my memory. And from Sebastian Games, I actually have these on my 3DS. The little bit of it played I liked. And I'll be even easier to play. All right, last comment I'm going to read from this group, from Adam Carr. Personally, I think Ages holds up better than Season, but that's like saying Mario 3 holds up better than Castlevania 3. Both are great games that should be played by any fan of the series or genre. I agree. (laughs) And from the official Laser Time community, from Tony Wilson, absolutely loved it. I had Ages and only played this when I traded with a friend so we could see the other game, and that limited time made it even more special. From Kelly Ryan was one of my first Game Boy games along with Pokemon that I bought when I got my GBA way back in 2001. <laughs> 20 years ago. From Kevin Don, the Oracle games are so much fun. I used to have the cartridge for season, but it has been lost to time. I'm glad I saved them both my 3DS when they were available. From Soren Elenko, I got this game probably around when I got my Game Boy Color. Wasn't able to get past the first area dungeon because I couldn't figure it out. Okay. 
It sounds, sounds like you need to go back and replay it because you're older right. now. And Especially the fact that they're going to be on Switch Online. Yep. I, I hope that a lot of people get to experience these for the first time with Switch Online. I think they will. That, that's the, I the so magic so. of it. There's so many, you know, there's so many games that have come out, you know, since and so many beforehand. And like you, you take somebody who's, you know, 10 now, 12 now, 15 now, you know, 15, they, they were born, what, 20, 2008. So there's so many games that came out from 1976 like, to 2008 that they probably <laughs> never have experienced that they could play no new games and, and, and die before playing all the games that came out before they were even born. So also, there's a lot of new, new audience. Really, they did a really good job of future-proofing these two games by not making a link cable necessary to experience both. <laughs> yes. Like, that True. was some really good, smart thinking. Now I'm curious if they're going to acknowledge the the advanced shop in the NSO. Like, will it let you go into the advanced shop as if you're playing on a GBA, or will it be like, no, you're playing on a GB? Do you think that they'll release both of them, like on both the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance player for both, and then no. whichever one you no. put them up in? They no, won't. no. I th- I just hope that they just it, it pretend like like the emulation pretends like you're on a GBA to open that up. I mean, you'd you'd hope so, but the GBA is part of expansion pack and not standard at SO. So <laughs> yeah, but that's true. still such a small yeah, feature. That's a small not... feature. It's kind of like if you play um uh, Mega Man Zero ZX of the the Legacy Collection. If you boot up, I think it's ZX Advent. It uh, asks you, would you like to play it as if you had no game in the the Game Boy Advance slot of your DS if you want to play it with 0.3 in there or 0.4 because if you played ZX Advent with 0.3 in your GBA slot because it was a DS game you unlocked special bosses to fight and if you played it with 0.4 in the GBA slot it also unlocked different special bosses to fight so when you boot it up it actually says like do you want to boot it up as if you had those games in there so you can experience that on the Legacy Collection or nothing at all. The battle, the battle network collection does something similar. I found out with all the uh, GBA E cards, they just have those in the menu that you can just turn on once a playthrough. That's great because those are yeah. expensive. Yeah. yeah. And who the hell is an E reader like nowadays? Come on now. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> and from the Zelda fan group, I got a few uh, from Andrew Lucas. Can can't agree about it being better than Ages, but it's a wonderful game, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. From Malcolm Gordon, I loved Ages and Seasons. Personally, like Ages more as a kid because I played that one first, but upon replays, I think they're even. From Lawrence Johnson, I love the Tarm the Tarm Ruins music. Yes, right. From Gareth Peck, I'm a little bit biased, but also critical of this because both Zelda games are still part of my favorites. My are still part of my Zelda fandom and Seasons was my first of the two, and then Ages to complete and actually play the Link games afterwards. I feel with Ages that Seasons was always meant to carry on to because of the Link. Not just through action, but puzzle solving, which Ages has, where Seasons more action based, and the game literally blew my expectation of how complexity and, simpl- and simplicity in design work so well. From Dallas Rice, Oracle of Seasons Ages are great games; they're definitely worth playing. Right from Blade Suter, I always wanted to play this one. I beat Oracle Ages, and I loved it so much. Well, so you can play it easily. So, and from a group I almost never posted, Legend of Zelda Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Nerman Jetpovic, it was my to first. Use the power bracelet to lift those. <laughs> not these. Uh, no, they the uh, seeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time about different, like, we do smoke on airplanes. Oh, that's pretty funny. But I only joined it to advertise for this podcast. So <laughs> that's why I'm there. 
I don't smoke. I do eat edibles every so often, but I don't smoke because I hate smoking in general. From Norman Norman Japovic, it was my first Legend of Zelda game ever. Since then, I fell in love with this game. Good old times on Game Boy Color. From Cat, Ages and Seasons were so good. Had the dual guidebook, too. The art was phenomenal. From Conrad Thunderbunk, if they aren't already remaking these games using the Switch beautiful Awakening engine, what is Nintendo even doing? <laughs> I fucking wish. <laughs> Not going to happen, but I wish. From Evan Robinson, both of the Oracle games are amazing and both are criminally underrated. And last one I want to read from Enoch Brooks. I agree these games hold up really well, but in my opinion, Ages is miles better. Hell yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like Ages. I I really enjoyed this more. I had a lot better time playing There's this. nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, it's everything subjective. One thing I did notice, though, in a lot of the, the responses you're reading is so many people lump them together. The Oracle games, ages slash seasons, you know, like like so many people just put them in in together. And I even see like people like list of Zelda games and they'll list them. And when they come to this, they list them together. Like, no, they are two different games. Yeah, they really <laughs> are. And I even like I mean, yes, they feel kind of the same. But again, Ocarina and Majora's Mask feel kind of the same, but they're completely different games. Like the same thing yep. with this. They just not, you know, it's just eight bit, not. Whatever, 64. 64-bit? 64 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gee, I was how many like... in the N64? I don't know. <laughs> Brain not working today. <laughs> if only not they would sleep. give me a hint. <laughs> right. And before we go on to our last segment, I do want to give out another Steam code because I have too many of these damn codes that I need to get rid of before I lose my phone again and delete them all. So we're going to give away stacking for Steam. Code is OT. H nine P C O eight A W three D five four. I think that's an I. We'll say I or L. If it doesn't work, try O instead of zero for what I said, and try L instead of one or I. <laughs> see, <laughs> so that's we'll see what like what Nintendo does, where they don't allow you to do O's and L's, and it's just zeros so to avoid confusion. It could be a zero, and I just and I think it's an L. Let's say there's zero. Let's say it's L for anyone listening who's actually going to redeem this code. So, yeah. Stacking. It's a good game, by the way. We never played it. So there's your free Steam code because I need to get rid of these codes because I buy Humble Bundles and Fanatical Packs and I get games I already own. So at least I can give them away on here. All right. And let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And I'll go first. I'm going to put this on the shelf. I really, really enjoyed this game. I had a great time. This is up there now for me as one of my favorite Zeldas. I mean, I love them all, but I just... I had no appreciation for this game, and now this is a game I will be telling people, especially when it comes on Nintendo Switch Online, play this damn game, because it is fucking good. So, going on the shelf. Uh, what about you, Nate? Um, this game is definitely going on my shelf. Um, I love this game. Uh, half of that has to be nostalgia bias, but once I really got into it, I could not put it down. The music, I remember a lot more than the music in ages, but... This is definitely going on my shelf. One of the best games I've ever played. All right. And Barry. I mean, clearly, this is a shelf game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Zelda game. There's there's no bad ones, in my opinion. They, uh, th- this <laughs> game is... I like Triforce Heroes with my friends. Like <laughs> yeah, Doing it solo. It. It's, uh, doing it with gotta... randos, it sucks. But with friends, it's great. Yeah. Play randos will just pick you up and throw you off the cliff because they're assholes. But, I played it with friends, but we had a terrible time. We didn't uh, finish. We, we had a, we had a blast. It's it's a tough game too. Jeff Probably had better friends. Very tough game. <laughs> maybe maybe I did. Yeah, clearly, you need better friends. But no, Oracle Seasons is a phenomenal game. It's absolutely worth playing. It still holds up. It is you know different than ages, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're 
both they complement each other they really do and if you've played ages but not seasons you're doing yourself a disservice just like oh, yeah. if you played only seasons and not ages you know play the other one yeah i i would love to see these remade i think the oracle both oracle games are often forgotten about or just lumped together just like four swords four swords i think is even more forgotten about sadly um I've never but, played it oh it's so good i'm going to fix that but yes but but yeah they uh I'd like to see them come back and bring this back. And, and you know, like you were mentioned about seeing game, uh, things from 3D go to 2D. Uh, this game did it. This this and, and Ages, they this was the first time a lot of characters and, and races went to 2D. And 8-bit 2D, too, which is even cooler. So uh, give this a shot. Definitely a shelf game. Okay. Yeah, because anyone not, you're, you're missing out. And to introduce what we're talking about next week, next week you can hear us talk about Super Mario 3. And Barry will be back for that one. Yes, I'll be back. This is the first time doing back to back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get you why I can before your life is busy for a little while. Oh, I'll be busy, but I'll I'll still be back. <laughs> Good. I have a couple games I really want to get you on. So, <laughs> all right. And Barry, where can people find you at? You could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. And, of course, you can find Premium Edition Games, where we take digital-only titles and bring them out physically at premiumeditiongames.com, where you could pre-order our latest games, as well as order a bunch of in-stock ones now. You can find us on Twitter at Premium Edition 1, that's Numeric 1, and everywhere else at Premium Edition Games. And I keep thinking about that Super Dungeon Maker we talked about last time. So yes. It's on okay. sale on Steam. I was like, hmm. I'm going to pick it up. It's a great game. Oh, it looks good. Hey, every game you guys work with, I since I, I don't buy physical games much i do buy try to buy every game that you guys work with on digital at least the support developer so uh, i'm sure and they appreciate that if you're doing it it must be a great game so yeah absolutely <laughs> that's why i look at it too is i'm like all right all right and if you enjoyed this episode i mentioned at top mentioned top episode you can go find all our other content on podbean we did we've done a bunch of zelda games so far so definitely go find that just type in legend of zelda see what comes up also we did oracle of ages please go listen to that because it's a great complimentary to this because the same people we played ages not that couple months what two three months ago so i kept them pretty close yeah close enough for me month and a half or something oh god it is damn close that is really close for me but yeah not too long ago so definitely go check those out we do movies comics we do all sorts of content so definitely go look through our giant catalog if you want to support the show we do have a patreon you can vote in a poll i have a poll every month as little as a dollar right now it's robin william movies that mike has never seen so me uh, it's awakening no not awakenings uh night listener one hour photo birdcage and i can't remember the other one but yeah go vote for a little dollar you can sign up for that we have a discord please chat with us in there if you need more podcasts definitely go check out a gamer looks at 40 my the show by bill tucker who's been on the show many many times he where he interviews people how video games affect their life very good show also want to give a shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of helena at hell has free you can follow her on tiktok and she's tiktok famous so definitely go support her and tell her i sent you she'll tell me so and I think that, oh yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. And that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>